All right, hello and welcome to Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects, where we discuss everything Top Fives. I'm Joey Parati. I'm Sean Day. And uh, and welcome. Welcome to our inaugural... Inaugural? I can't say that word. <laughs> inaugural. Uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, so Sean, uh, tell tell everyone at home what, what you're into. Uh, well, I am actually an audio engineer on the side, so I am into music, definitely, and that's how we're going to kind of kickstart this top five tonight, um, discussing our top five favorite records. I do audio engineering, so I record and produce records for independent artists, and I'm actually out here in LA right now um, pursuing all that. Joey, on the other end, is in, uh, in Monterey, and he, well, we pretty much grew up together <laughs> as far as going to school together and and actually playing in a band together funny enough we both play guitar and, and write music as well so our friendship yeah. is is 21 years old it can drink now um, <laughs> which is pretty cool it's pretty awesome. that's it right <laughs> but yeah I, I i feel like starting a podcast is the perfect outlet to kind of tell people about who we are and and the type of music and type of things we're into because we're going to be discussing more than music we're going to be mostly doing pop culture topics movies music any type of thing but top fives because i believe top fives is the best way to kind of premiere uh what we're what our our likes are and <laughs> there's but, uh, there's Joe, so many different things to explore within the top five now tonight as as you've said we've chosen to do top five records this is a personal list. This is um, our personal top five of all time. We talked about whether we should do studio exclusively, live albums. Are they allowed to be included? Compilations, and tons. Yeah, I think every you know there there shouldn't be any boundaries on this personal list because it's it's whatever you connected with on on some level. So um, yeah, I think that starting off uh, could get a little hairy doing a, a very very personal top five. But uh, I mean, all, all top fives are personal. So our choices might be a little divisive, but it's, it's, our, it's, it's a good way to kick off. So. Oh yeah, of course. And it, I mean, I feel like this top five list of records is top five records that really, you know, we can play in our car all the time and just really connect to us. I mean, I, I think about this top five and I play these songs pretty much every single year. So it's, it's something very personal to us. And I think that's what, we'll, what listeners will find out about this podcast is, um, you know, kind of our, our taste in, in music and, and movies and pretty much anything. And yeah. uh, hopefully you guys will learn something along the way. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be able to turn some people on to some cool, cool stuff that they maybe never heard before. Hey, Joe, we didn't even get an introduction from you, my friend. Oh. Tell, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a teacher by day. I write screenplays by night. And now we're going to be doing this podcast, which I'm very excited about. And yeah, I love movies. I love, I love music. I love my lady. Um, I love my dog. And that's kind of it. Just living a chill life in Monterey. So, Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? or? Um, well, how about this? How about um, we each do number five on the list and then oh, number okay. four? And You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Off. Okay. I like that. I like, right. I like that. Okay. I will I will let you kick things off, sir. Okay. So my top five favorite record, the fifth one, is The Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters. Ooh, good call. Yes. There are many Foo Fighters records, and they're all freaking awesome. But I feel like this one definitely connects to me as far as 
getting introduced to the Foo Fighters initial sound. And I remember listening to the records um, or their first record before. And, you know, those songs are great, but this this is where, like, they kind of just got their sound. And this record is very dear to me. It reminds me of growing up um, with my dad, who's from England originally. And my dad has a definitely good taste in music because he grew up in the punk era. And I remember growing up listening to Foo Fighters, Nirvana, uh, The Clash, Weezer. And I know some of these names I'm dropping right now might be on the list. Just a little wink wink. But, um, yeah, so The Color and the Shape is uh, my top five. And this little fun fact, it was produced by Gil Norton under Capitol Records in 97. My favorite tracks off this record, Monkey Wrench, Everlong, Ooh, yeah. and My Hero. Kind of the three singles off that Those that are records. all really good, yeah. Yeah, they're all really good. And I feel like those are the three songs I would love to see the Foo Fighters play live because I've never seen them play yet that would so, be amazing yeah that's a big yet because i would i really want to see him hopefully this year so those three songs are just killer songs to play i don't know i just feel like that record solidified the the foo fighters sound and for you know many years to come so that is yeah. my top five for uh this list today that is what that's is a good top five or that's a good number <laughs> five i was listening to wasting light in the car earlier today um, oh it's so good it's kind of cool trying to compose this list i've been diving back into you know, like never mind the bollocks and you know all this different kind of stuff that I haven't listened to in a long time. All right, so my number five, it beat out. It was tough because my top three is kind of set. This beat out Dookie, Age oh. of the Understatement, which was close. Oh uh, man, that was that was almost on mine too. <laughs> right? Tenacious D, The Ramones, yeah. Leave Home, Sergeant Pepper's, Lonely Hearts Club Band. That was it was hard to cut all of these from my list. But now that I've mentioned them, you at least know they're in my top ten. <laughs> um, so, number five, I chose Pinkerton by Weezer. Oh, man. Good one. It's, I mean, everything that Rivers Cuomo puts into that record, he captures the anger, the self-loathing, the confusion of of breaking up or, or being rejected. And it, it sucks that there wasn't more, that they didn't follow up with more of that type of stuff because it, it wasn't received well. Um, at the time, but it's such a great record. I, I, you know, I bought, it was like one of the first records I ever bought on vinyl and it's, it was like a four, four piece set, like four vinyls. Um, oh yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. I remember you yeah. showed me that one, but I love that record. It's so good. And it's almost like, I, I used to listen to it at night walking my dog around the neighborhood and it was dark out and just, it was such a haunting record that sometimes I couldn't even listen to it. It would kind of creep me out. There's just so much emotion there, It's and you can feel it. My top tracks for Pinkerton are Why Bother, uh, The Good Life, and Pink Triangle. And Ooh, I, love, Pink Triangle. I love those songs. Yes. And I remember singing, uh, I think, Pink Triangle and Falling For You with you as we explored London um, <laughs> back in 09. You know, you know, actually, that record has oh, kind of a connection with us. You know what I mean? Like, as far yeah. as... Because I feel like, I think our listeners should know this, that, you know, we grew up together. So I feel like our taste in music has definitely been kind of uh, similar. And, you know, we've kind of picked up things from each other over the years. And there's a synergy and, there. And and you got yeah. the Pinkerton on CD. That's how I first heard it. You got it for one of my yes. birthdays. Um, Dude. So it's, thank you. Thank you for that. It's number, <laughs> number five with a bullet. Oh, nice. Music is a gift, usually. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. All right, well, we got our number four list here. 
Number four. <sighs> okay, so here's the the compilation CD that I was talking about. We okay. were kind of deciding if we should include comp CDs on here. So I'm gonna go with my number four. It's one by the Beatles. Oh fuck, that's such a yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, every single track. It's I mean, it's pretty much a majority of their singles that released. And I got the dates here. It's 1962 to 1970. So all their tracks between then, but it was released in 2000. I mean, every single track. I, it was kind of hard to pick kind of my favorite singles off this one because I feel like, especially with the top five list, um, you know, these are songs we can listen to. This this record, like back to back. Yeah. Like, pretty much a majority of all the songs you could just listen to. So uh, it was tough to pick my favorite ones, but I would say A Hard Day's Night, Day Tripper, can't buy me love. I mean, there's so yeah, many. Can't I mean, buy me love. Such a classic. Like that's like the Beatles at their their prime poppiness. You know. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I feel like this record is perfect if you're trying to introduce someone into the Beatles. And I mean, the Beatles were um, in that time, you know, very influential for the rest of you know music to come. So I think they still um, are. Still are. I mean, yeah. Again, I have yet to see them live. I mean, part of the Beatles, I guess. But yeah, one of my favorite records to listen, you know, on a car ride. It's like 20 something tracks deep. So I think it's like 29 tracks, I think. 29 tracks, Beatles, man. So yeah, one of my favorite records to play in the car. And it's just, I don't know, it just, it really captured uh, that career of, of the Beatles and and just the the type of music they wrote and the writing process and that's what i'm fascinated with so yeah that's my number four it's a tough one to choose this this list is gonna be tough so that was very i you know what i feel like jack black in in high fidelity was like bastard that should have been mine because um, <laughs> yeah it's that's a really good good call i love that album all right for my number four i went with a live album and i went with johnny cash at Folsom Prison. This album is raw. Uh, you can hear it in Cash's voice. He had just gotten off of pills and he wasn't used to playing sober. And there's just, there's a humility to the performance that isn't in San Quentin. Uh, he's yeah. very cocky in San Quentin. It's kind of awesome. But it's also really cool to, to hear an artist coming back from the darkest depths of his life and playing yeah. for these guys who can totally relate to it it's it's just amazing and and on top of all that this record contains probably my favorite version of my favorite cash song even though i know he didn't write it and it, he covered it but <laughs> long black veil oh, is yes. just amazing and i know that's your grandfather's favorite song but it's it's really <laughs> become my favorite too over the years um that and i still miss someone are probably my two favorite Cash songs, which yeah. are both done brilliantly on this record. And um, yeah, I guess my top tracks would be those two that I just mentioned. Okay. Long, Long Black Veils, I Still Miss Someone, Cocaine Blues, and then the last track on the record, Greystone Chapel. A prisoner wrote it about San Quentin. Okay. Johnny Cash, this record was recorded at nine in the morning. Okay. At 10 o'clock at night, Early. the night before he was supposed to play, the chaplain uh, from the prison came over and said, you know, here's he I think he had a recording. He's like, you need to hear this and you need to play this tomorrow. Cash and his band learned it that night and played it the next freaking morning. Like, how, how awesome amazing is that? is that? 
Man, there's there's something about live records, and I'm, I'm glad we included this into the top fives. I, Me too. I think you know, live records they capture that moment. You know, when you listen back to it, you try to put yourself in that environment, and you know, kind of side and and I don't know, just like you're watching and listening them, to them live, and especially for someone like Johnny Cash, yeah. who's you know passed away, and you know like. Well, I, mean, I don't know. It's it's just it amazing. It doesn't get any better that. than prisoners as an audience. That's this yeah. is pretty great. Quick side note or or whatever. Uh, years yeah. before I started listening to Johnny Cash, my nan would tell me how you know she was this big country fan and that she went to see a musician play at San Quentin, and the prisoners, shackled, would like kind of scurry around and they were the waiters for the evening. Um, oh, and it really? wasn't till you know after she passed, after I got into Johnny Cash, after Walk the Line came out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" She just, she saw Johnny Cash at San Quentin. You know, I don't know oh, if it's the amazing. San Quentin, but like this the record, but at because he played there multiple times. So yeah. at some point, she saw him in June, and you know all them the Tennessee two at. I just think that's so cool. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's awesome, man. Wow, that's a good that's a good pick. I'm I'm liking how we're we're kind of just revealing these as we go. Yeah, um, really Side, cool. We did I, not I reveal our our choices to each other before getting on the air. Uh, we wanted to keep the mystery, the air of mystery, and I, yeah, I think it's working out pretty well. Awesome. All right, so we got our number three. Uh, what album. is what is your number three, sir? Okay, number three all time favorite record is the Blue Album by Weezer. Oh, good call. Yeah, this dearly reminds me of my father growing up. You know, he played, I mentioned before, Foo Fighters and Nirvana. And it was kind of like my pre-rock history kind of thing. You know, while I was 10 years old, I would hear this in the car. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely dear to my heart as far as kind of getting my origins of the music I like and, and, and love. And the, the Blue Album is one of them. There's so many tracks, just like some of the other ones. I, I can't pick, you know, a set couple but i chose one for just just this podcast my name is jonas is the first track gotta say it's a killer intro track for the record it is um man there's so many no one else Uh, that's the next (sighs) track two on it saying ain't so yeah holiday oh my god holiday i know right undone so there's a couple singles in there from when they when they released it i gotta say Weezer, I've seen I've seen Weezer live, and yeah. it's it's crazy. I mean, these guys are still going. The Blue Album is another record that I can listen to back to front. It um, is. It's, so it's one of those really really great great recordings that just it's anytime, so good, dude. Yeah, a couple years ago, didn't they do like the whole Blue Album all the way like live yeah. all the way through? There was the Blue Fuck. Album tour and then the Pinkerton tour, and I was so pissed oh, that I didn't get they did to either. Pinkerton too. Yeah. Awesome, dude. So that's when we, that's when you know when we have like we're totally best friends. We have Weezer on our top five still. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like. That. I like how you chose Pinkerton though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad but, that we didn't pick the same one. But you know, it was. I was thinking about the Blue Album, and I was thinking about Have you listened to Dusty Gems and Rarities? No, I have not. Oh, oh you know what? God. Actually, I might have it. I think you gave it to me, actually. So okay, yeah, it's got uh, Michael and Carly, Suzanne, James. Yeah, some of their B-sides, right? Uh, yeah, off from the Blue Album era, and it's got live recordings and acoustic recordings. It's I, I like what? that I was like... almost one of my contenders because it's oh, that's man, also really yeah. good. I guess I can try to include the B-sides under that third one, but yeah, man, one of my favorite 
all-time records. I might have to get the vinyl of it. Hopefully, Ooh, I saw it in the yeah. store the other day too. That's well, that's my third one, and it's gonna stay there. I feel it's just right in the middle. Cool. You know, I remember your dad saying how Weezer only sold like 90 copies of the Blue Album in its first printing, and he bragged that he was one of those people. He was one of the 90. I remember he had like one of the original, like he bought it in 94, so I'm sure he had the, the he was part of that. That's so um, cool. Yeah, dude, so in 94, I was, I was listening to that in the car as a youngin. <laughs> yeah, my dad That's had my like rock history. Michael Jackson <laughs> best of CDs, <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, what's your top three? My number three. Third one. Um, this, I, I, I suspect you'll have this on your list, and I suspect it'll be a little bit higher. London Calling, The Clash. Ooh. For me, this is the definition of punk rock. When Whenever someone says, oh, that's not punk, you can't do that, that's not punk, point to this album, because they cover so much ground. There's, It's such a diverse album. There's... There's classic punk, uh, there's ska, there's reggae, there's like surf rock, and yet it all feels of, of one piece. This record is the meaning of punk. It's doing it whatever the hell you want in your own way. The story of how it was made with uh, Guy Stevens, was it? Guy producer? Stevens, yeah. The, <laughs> who's the guy's crazy. Batshit insane. And you know, <laughs> um, you can just tell they're having fun. They're having fun doing what they love. You hear it in every beat of this album. Uh, and not to mention, I feel like I, I'm obligated to include it in my top five because I told Mick Jones when we met him, this album's in my top five. It was hard because their first album is also incredible. But when I think of The Clash, I think of London Calling. My oh, top tracks for London Calling, I also believe this is, we share a favorite in uh, Lost in the Supermarket, Death or Glory, and Jimmy Jazz are my top three picks. Ah, Nice. Yeah, I like it, dude. Well, you know, it's funny because my number two <laughs> is London Calling by The Clash. I'm sorry. That was a nice transition, though. No. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. I said before, you know, we are good friends and we share the very similar taste in music. I mean, growing up, listening to this music for the first time, you know, through various influences like my father and you know anyone we can uh you know get this music from so actually funny enough i think a majority of this music on this list is because of my dad and how cool he was and how in tune he was with uh, the music of its time so definitely and you know what's funny i mean a lot of these top fives i was thinking they're a lot of you know a lot of older records you know i feel like aged records they they tell the time and you have that experience with them I guess. And they, they stand the test of time. It's it's like when, you know, a new movie is still in theaters and people are like, oh, my God, best movie ever. It's like you don't know that yet. Like it, <laughs> you need to kind of give it some space and some time to really know if it's the best or if it's, it's like your, a it's like a favorite. fine wine. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's a commitment. That's a big deal. Right? Don't just hold off on saying it's your favorite just yet. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, L- London Calling, man, is is the, the number two spot for me. Um I gotta say, some of the three you mentioned, Jimmy Jazz, Lost in the Supermarket, and Death or Glory are obviously on that list for me too. I gotta say, if we did a, a top five for uh, track one, side ones, it'd be oh. London Calling. I love that song. It is it such just, a good song. It just, pu- it just pushes that record from the very get-go. And yeah. I mean, a killer guitar solo, just what I want from The Clash. And you were totally right as far as saying it's it's a perfect, kind of capsule um of capturing 
what punk rock is and having all these different variety of sounds and you know it's just trying all sorts of different sounds and i think that's what the clash did very well with this record and that's why i thoroughly enjoy it it's just it's so diverse there's all the songs are just so different in their own way and and that's what's great about this record i yeah. really enjoyed um you know just listening to it back to back yeah man i mean this this record i've got a, it's probably burnt out in my cd player i still <laughs> rock cds in my car so <laughs> actually do have it on vinyl as well and i i still pop i still you know pop it in every now and then and spin that and just kind of uh, appreciate the record as it is so that's that's my number two and it's probably staying there as well <laughs> that's an yeah excellent choice i kind of want mine to be higher up too but yeah they they touch on so many different areas of music and yet it never feels all over the place it always feels very focused you know yes um, which is it's that's incredible that they were able to do that but and i don't know how oh yeah man and i was just reading a fun fact it sold over five million copies worldwide damn i don't know why i still feel like the clash are kind of underrated nowadays you know yeah i mean when we first started our band in high school you know it's just i feel like these bands we you know we clung to as far as you know what what do we want to you know what should our message be or what should our sound be so I'm, i'm really a lot of these top fives are are bands that i'm very fond of as far as you know starting me on the path of music it's gonna be different for everyone you know these are our personal top fives but i believe that you know this tells something about us as far as our background and and uh and yeah what we're into yeah totally and i mean i'm a cynic you know if if someone tells me they like a certain movie or a certain something i'll, I'll immediately judge them so this is kind of terrifying but um, <laughs> but no it is it's a window into into our soul into what makes us tick and for any of our listeners out there, we'll release the top five list on our description. And if you guys are interested and haven't heard any of these records, uh, go check them out. And we'll see if we can post up some links for you guys. But yes. uh, this brings us to our number one spot, actually. So oh, no, I'm still one. number two. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, cut <laughs> that out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm thinking you're probably going to have this as your number one. And I'm sorry for, for sliding in. <laughs> My number two is an Arctic Monkeys record. And choosing your favorite Arctic Monkeys album is kind of like choosing your favorite slice of pizza. It, you know, some's gonna have more sauce, others are gonna have more, a better spread of pepperoni, but either way, it's gonna be an amazing, joyful explosion in your mouth. Or when it comes to the Arctic Monkeys, your ears. And um, for me, their first album, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not, uh, stands the test of time. I love AM. I love. Humbug was, is the only one I'm, I'm not huge on, but even that I'll throw mm-hmm. on sometimes. But for me, whatever people say I am, that's why I'm not. It's such a another raw kind of album. You can feel the do-it-yourself feeling behind it. You know, it feels like they just wrote some songs, went into a studio, didn't even bother with, with distortion or anything, just kind of recorded the songs and they were tight and they were good to go and they released it and it's out. Most of the songs are almost like a punk speed, but it doesn't feel like punk rock. It feels like something else entirely. And then yeah. you have... Alex Turner's, you know, just beautifully constructed lyrics over it. And he just, he's a, an amazing storyteller. He's got such a great vocabulary. That that album is just, it's, it's amazing. It's like pure energy, right? <laughs> pure energy. Even when it's, even when it's slowed down a bit for, for like a riot van, you know, yeah. it's, it's still, it has that like drunk kind of slowness where it's like, I'm still going. I'm still fucking going. <laughs> 
an amazing record, but all their records are great. You should check out all of them, but start at their first one because their sound develops each record. No Arctic Monkeys, no two Arctic Monkeys records sound the same, which is yeah. also incredible. Um, Man. <laughs> and my, my top tracks are um, Marty Bum is my all-time favorite Arctic Monkeys song. Still Take You Home. And then I count When the Sun Goes Down and From the Ritz to the Rebels, one song. So uh, those are my top tracks for my number two. Delicious top tracks. <laughs> well, my number one, we're going to number ones now. Yes. My number one is whatever people say. Oh, no. What I'm sorry. not by the Arctic Monkeys. This no, is no, why we should have uh, shared the list. But, Dude, uh, no. This is what's amazing about this because I f- have the same feeling. I feel like. It's that one album I have in my car all the time. Yes. This record is just pure energy, fast chords, nightlife talk, like lyrics about nightlife and how it is. And, you know, these guys grew up in Sheffield, where my dad's actually from. And it's funny because my dad actually gave me their first EP with uh, <laughs> You Look Good on the Dance Floor on it. Oh, so. Man. Again, thank you, Michael Day, for uh, giving me. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to have uh, we're gonna have to have him on the show sometime. Oh yes, yeah, that actually be funny. We should have top five Michael Day stories. I think yeah. we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys will meet my dad someday. But uh, that record is is amazing. Favorite tracks we got. I bet you look good on the dance floor. The single off it. Still take you home. When the sun goes down from the Ritz to the rubble, dancing shoes. I, I dancing mean, every shoes. every single song on that record is so good. I, I could never pick any top three or anything. It just has that pacing, that 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 just that really quick, fast. You know, it does kind of remind me of like you know punk type of music where you know it's fast and you know they they're not afraid to to do whatever they want on there. And I don't know. I think it's a perfect record to sum up the Arctic Monkeys. You know, their other records are, are great and and they've kind of definitely involved their sound working with other producers but this is the one if you really want to listen to the arctic monkeys if you've never heard of them you have to listen to this record and yeah it's amazing and they when they play live when whenever they play a track you know they have what five is it five albums now yeah five yeah. albums right i think so <laughs> uh yeah whenever they whenever they play live now um sometimes they sneak in a couple of tracks from this record and i mean i'm serious dude we go ape shit right when we go see him so <laughs> and we do well it's the first band that's really we've grown up with you know like like blink 22 they were already you know in their 30s when we started listening to them these guys were two three years older than us and yeah. we got to hear their sound develop and change and, and going to the live shows for every single one of their albums we got to see them change as performers where yeah. you know Alex used to be very quiet and asked the crowd to be quiet. Now he's like a rock star, and it's so cool to see that transformation. It's like it, it was earned, you know. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, and you know, like I feel like we're gonna feel old in a in a couple of years now. When we say I already oh, feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that band I used to listen to. <laughs> we played a couple of these covers actually in our band in high school, and yeah, and uh, and actually in our current band, the Sex Effects. They're fun songs to play too, as well. So they're so much fun, it, and they're fun to sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're becoming one of my favorite bands to to see live, and I'm actually curious to see what they're going to do next. So yeah, I'm excited for whatever they they. It's kind of the. I've gotten to the point where I only the only new music I buy is Arctic Monkeys records whenever they get released. <laughs> do top five Arctic Monkeys EPs. 
Ooh, just that would be awesome. That'd just be straight really e- good. Yeah. <laughs> the bakery. I wish I would have seen. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good ones, dude. <laughs> oh my god. I hope our fans are are some some of our fans are are uh, some of our listeners are Arctic Monkeys fans, but and and if you uh, aren't, shame. Um, <laughs> get on that. Get on that. All yeah. Right. So, what's your number one? My number one is an, is another live album, which I feels like cheating. And this album, I'm going to get so much over this. It's the Mark Tom and Travis show, Blink One Eighty Two. No other album influenced me more in terms of performance and sense of humor, much to the chagrin of many. For better or for worse, this album molded me. The album kicks off with Dumbweed and it never slows down. The jokes are dumb, but they're on point. You know, I've just, I've laughed my ass off for days listening to this record. I I can quote it by heart. You know, I know when they take a breath and I, you know, and it's just, it's all the songs you'd want to hear. The only, I wish they had Josie on it, but even then I can't really complain. But yeah, so it's, uh, what's my age again? Damn it, and Man Overboard would be my my favorite songs oh, off cool. this. Um, like although the Family Reunion and Blowjob are up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the twenty tracks of uh, just them just straight doing jokes at the end. <laughs> Tw- uh, twenty nine. There's forty nine oh, tracks all together. Oh, I didn't even yeah. realize there was like that many. Twenty music and twenty nine of <laughs> I, I love that record too, man. I'm, you're totally um, on the on the track of. You know, it's it's definitely a record that helped. You know, I think it. I mean, including me, because we played in the band together. You know, it helped us. Well, you introduced me get, to this record. Oh yeah, dude, I remember. So, and yeah. I, I was like, very man. I, I remember getting it, and I was like, damn, this is like kind of my first like parental advisory, right? You know, like, first record with swear words on it, or you know. <laughs> I remember you'd carry it around like the disc would be loose in like a Guitar World magazine, and you'd carry it around the magazine, and then the fucking CD <laughs> would just pop out. Um, and it, oh, it was man. purple and it had all their heads their cartoon heads around it yeah I love this record it's so good it's a live record you know it captured that time of their career uh, when they were still friends <laughs> when they were still friends yeah funny enough but I mean I mean that's like when it's right after Enema, Enema of the State uh, released right as far as uh, like a year t- year after that maybe year after that so they, they were like they were just starting to get big and yeah, they're huge. It was just probably like peak of their. I wouldn't say the peak of. I mean, I, f- I feel like they've gotten bigger, um, especially with "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Yeah. Um, like right after that, but I mean that that was like the cusp of them just you know beginning to become one of the biggest bands in that time. And dude, I mean, yeah, that record again, high energy, just like the Arctic Monkeys, just super high energy. So good. All the all the songs from like their their older records, like Dude Ranch, are like sped up two or three times as fast. Yeah. faster so, i mean it's it's awesome and you know of course damn it like that song is probably one of their their main closer songs one of the main songs that a lot of people love and I, yeah that, that song is just so much so much fun to play and and, and you know a lot of energy in that too as well so dude, it's perfect the only perfect choice for your number one I, I like that thank you and it's the only time you get to hear the dude ranch songs played by travis on the yeah drums. that is true and it, it 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 shows it really shows Oh yeah, um, that guy. That guy's a beast, man. He's amazing. He's so good, and he's sexy too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to a close of our of our top five favorite records. Next week, we're going to pick a new topic and and come up with a new list. 
Before we close out, do you have any cool thing that you would like to share with the audience that doesn't pertain necessarily to records? It could be a record. Is there anything that you want to you want to promote? Promote? You know, oh, any, anything cool on that in your life? Piece of technology, an app, a, a toy, something? Yeah. If you guys like Legos, I, I picked this Legos. up uh, a couple months ago, but I found myself kind of like breaking it down and, and rebuilding it. It is the uh, Back to the Future DeLorean with Doc Brown, little Doc Brown, and uh, Marty McFly. If you guys are fans of Back to the Future series, this who is isn't? a really... I know, who isn't, right? <laughs> um, Michael J. Fox is, is a, the cutest. <laughs> he's the cutest. <laughs> this, this is like the coolest Lego piece I've ever done. And, and Lego is like, I mean, kids and adults, I, I had to buy it because I was like, I haven't played with Legos in forever. I picked this up at Disneyland in downtown Disney. They, have a, they actually have a Lego store, which is full of like all sorts of Legos and everything. But um, if you like building models or anything, especially Legos, this this little set is great. And it comes, it's really cool. It comes, if you've seen all three films, it comes with like the different parts to change out. Oh, that's um, awesome. On the car. Yeah, dude. So that's like, really with, cool. With the, um, with the first movie, it's just, it's just the straight stock DeLorean. And then the second film, they give you the they give you parts to actually push the wheels up so it looks like it's floating, and then it actually adds the little um, you can add the little blender in the back where you you know Doc Brown says hey you know we can use waste to to create you know fuel for the car and I'm getting a little geeky right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, the I did notice that on top when I when I was checking yours out, your Lego and. Uh, yeah, the, whatever the top part is where he puts all the vegetables and the garbage in. Yeah, yeah. It's like they actually have a part. For, they actually give you the parts to make that. And That's then so the cool. cool the cool thing is I don't have it on there right now, but it's interchangeable. You can change some of these parts out. But for the third film, there's the interchangeable wheels for that. So they have like 1950s wheels. Yeah, you guys check it out. Um, I'm sure you can find it on lego.com. How it was developed, I think some independent designer actually developed it and pitched it to Lego. So it's now a fully blown uh, Lego set. So check it out, guys. Nice. And cool. uh, Joey, do you do you have any anything to share with the audience too as well? I do. I am in love with my notebook. Um, it's a. I'm gonna ask you know if if anyone at home listening knows how to pronounce it, please write in because I don't. It's Moleskine or Moleskine. There's an E at the end, M-O-L-E-S-K-I-N-E. I want to say moleskin, but my brain goes, moleskine. Um, <laughs> and it's the notebooks are just beautiful. They're beautifully made. It just makes me want to write when I look at it. I'm like, fuck yeah, let me let me pick up my pen. And I've, you know, I think it was like 25 bucks, and it's a um, limited edition Dark Knight Returns. So most oh, moleskin notebooks are on Amazon Prime. You can only get this one through their website, and it's just a black and white image from Dark Knight Returns of Batman just punching the mutant leader in the face, and you can see some <laughs> of his teeth flying. And um, oh, super and badass! I lo- it's very badass, and um, <laughs> it's the perfect size. You know, did a very hipster thing today. I went uh, to Kate Spade. It's my mom's birthday today, so I went and got her oh. a birthday present. There's a Kate Spade store in Carmel, and I had an hour to kill. So I just sat in the park on the bench and just started writing for like an hour in my notebook. And I, I love it. The words look great on the page because the pages are so awesome. Today I went online and I'm going to start 
uh, storyboarding uh, one of my scripts, they make a uh, notebook strictly for storyboarding movies. So I, oh, I picked cool. that up, and that'll be here Friday. I'm ex- I'm excited to to mess <laughs> with that. So yeah, awesome, Mols- Moleskine notebooks, Moleskine, whatever that Moleskine. is. Moleskine. Yeah. Cool, man. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, something as simple as as writing and you know a place to write. You know, I, I feel like especially in this day and age now with all digital everything you know it's it's very underappreciated i feel like you know a simple notebook to there's you know, to nothing better than putting pen to paper oh yeah yeah just typing in the notes app just doesn't do it for me every you know it's it's useful and i love it and uh but yeah i don't know awesome cool dude well shit man I shouldn't say shit. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, I've said fuck a couple times. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's our show. That's our first. That's our inaugural episode. Top five records. You heard it here. And Sean, where can we find your music online? Where 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 we where can we check out what you're up to? Oh yeah, of course. You can check me out at Sean Day Music. That's S H A U N D A Y Music. Dot net. I guess my Instagram is Daytime Productions. Nice. We'll have links for that in the uh, in the show notes. You can find me at Instagram, but I have a private account and I probably won't add you. But it's at Joey Prati if you feel like trying. And yeah, other than that, I'm not on social media. So <laughs> good idea. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. It's been pretty awesome uh, being away <laughs> from all that. So yeah, cool. That's our that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we hope you tune in next week. We'll have another exciting top five. Um, and then we'll, pr- you know, if we get enough listeners, we will probably have it to the point where, you know, shout out on Twitter and hashtag and you can vote on whatever you want, want us to hear list, you know? Oh, yeah. As long as it's something we know about. Because if we were to do like top five, I don't know, Sanrio characters, I wouldn't be able to do that. I could just guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like the, having the guests on there would be really cool. Like, have a top five topic, um, and then invite a guest on there. Uh, That'd to, be to fun. And, That'd be a lot and of show fun. theirs. Everyone probably has different top fives, and it's just cool that uh, we're just starting this. And yeah, I mean, just just sharing with everyone, you know, what we enjoy and love, and that's the best. And you might actually pick up something along the way. Totally. And uh, awesome. yeah, I hope we turn some some people onto some cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. Have an excellent rest of your day, evening, afternoon, morning, whatever it is, where, <laughs> whenever it is. And uh, we will catch you next week. Till then, I'm Joey Prati, and I'm Sean Day. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get it next week. We'll get it next. <laughs> Do you, okay? Are you, did you stop recording or? Um. Yes. Okay, cool.